We welcome you into the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea. It is roster cut down day, and it is uh, it is an annual podcast tradition for the best podcast available. Normally, we're doing this on a Saturday at about four or five o'clock on Labor Day weekend. Today, we come to you on a Tuesday late afternoon as the Browns' initial 53-man roster has been set. I'm Jason Gibbs alongside Andrew Gribble. And Gribbs, 25 players on offense, 25 players on defense, three specialists, and you are at 53 players as we get ready for Kansas City and the 2021 regular season. Yeah, this was uh, not not a lot of surprises, I would say, and that's that's usually a good thing. And I think that's more of a you understand you've got your finger on the pulse of the team and understand this team's got a lot of good players. So really, it was all about kind of these final four or five spots. Uh, and I think the big story is for the Browns is you have the final 50 or the initial 53 today. Then what happens tomorrow? What what goes on with players who are dealing with injuries? What what happens with waiver claims? I mean, there's a lot more moving pieces to get the, the best 53 out there for that first week one game. I think it's going to look a little different by the time you get to that Chiefs game. But ultimately, the foundation of this team, we knew where it was. I mean, we're, we're not uh, getting surprised by guys we thought were going to be starters who aren't here. I mean, this is the final few spots of the roster. And that's, that's a testament to the work Andrew Barry's done over the past few years and getting this roster to a point where uh, when you look at it, uh, as I described in, in the story, this, this roster is a tale of the two uh, off seasons of Andrew Barry in terms of what he did on offense in 2020 and what he's done on defense in 2021. All right, let's get things going for you. Browns fans placed on the reserve injured list, otherwise known as IR. Greg Forbes, uh, Greg Sanat, also placed on the injured list, uh, both with knees. Now, Gribbs, from an injured list and an IR standpoint, if it's prior to 4 o'clock tomorrow, they're done for the year. But after 4 o'clock tomorrow, things yes, are a little different. Yes, that is true. Yeah, that, that, that's why those two are, are special mentions in, in the story. I mean, those two guys, if they, they are out for the season with their injuries. So – uh, tough blow for Drew Forbes, who again, second, he's been with the Browns on the field for two seasons. Both times he suffered a pretty serious injury in the preseason finale. So tough break uh, for Drew Forbes and, and Greg Sonata, another guy that they were high on with raw upside and, and kind of growing into that tackle position. Uh, so, but they are on the roster. They are just out for the season right now. Yep, indeed. So the rest of the players uh, waived, including safety Elijah Benton. Wide receiver Jamarcus Bradley, tight end Jordan Franks, guard Colby Gossett, defensive end Porter Gustin, linebacker Willie Harvey, wide receiver Kaderil Hodge, defensive end Joe Jackson, running back John Kelly, quarterback Kyle Laletta, defensive end Cameron Malvo, tight end Kyle Markway, safety Javante Moffitt, center Javon Patterson, safety Sheldrick Redwine, cornerback Emmanuel Rugamba, Linebacker, Tigray Scales. Fullback, Johnny Stanton, the fourth. Tackle, Alex Taylor. Defensive end, Curtis Weaver. Defensive tackle, Marvin Wilson. In addition, the team has terminated the contracts of cornerback, Brian Allen. Defensive tackle, Sheldon Day. Linebacker, Elijah Lee. Wide receiver, Jojo Natson. And then placed on the reserve, suspended by commissioner list, Davion Davis, the wide receiver, uh, out for a couple of games for an incident that happened back when he was with Minnesota in 2019. Let's get right down to the off 
offense and what your offense looks like here in 2021 as it stands on the final day of August 2021. 25 players on offense, Gribbs, 22 on the team last year. And uh, you're, you're running back a lot of guys, and you've, got some, and you've got some reinforcements coming in the form of draft picks as well. Yeah, I think that that stat with 22 out of 25 is unprecedented for this Browns franchise since it come, since it came back in 1999. And really, when you break it down even further, 20 of those 22 were on the roster week one. So this the, the only two guys who joined the, the team midway through the year were, were Michael Dunn and Blake Hance. So the, a lot of stability. And, and you knew this coming in. I mean, this is uh, you had so much change in the previous offseason but then you just bring everyone back. That group played so well together. And now the majority of them are back. And you're the only three that are new were all draft picks. So not a single free agent signing in this offensive group. Uh, and, and it's just, that's, that's what you're hoping for and why people are so high on this offense. It's the same coaches, the same players and the same good players that you had last year that made this one of the better offenses in the league by the end of the season last year. And it starts at quarterback Baker Mayfield. Case Keenum will be your quarterback room. Kyle Loletta. Uh, waived by the football team. There are some reports out there that there may be a third quarterback joining our squad here at some point, but obviously a lot to happen before that uh, becomes a reality. But your two quarterbacks, Baker and, and Case Keenum, and you feel pretty good, obviously, about that situation. On the running back side of things, uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, uh, Andy Janovich, makes it as your fullback Demetric Felton and Dearness Johnson. Uh, I know that uh, there were some questions going into that third preseason game, but Dearness has been a pros pro and he's done everything that's been asked. And then some, and a solid running back and a solid guy to stay with this football team Gribbs. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an interesting group because I think that clearly, I think the story of this group is what Demetric Felton did. Uh, it just impressing in, in multiple spots. I thought he looked good as a returner. Uh, on Sunday as well, which just makes him even more valuable uh, to this team is because he's going to have to play a lot of special teams as well. There's going to be some offensive looks for him, but the majority of work he's going to do is on special teams. And it's more, he was the last pick of your eight draft picks. And I think when we looked at that draft, you're like, how are they going to get all eight of these guys on the team? And the reason why all eight got on this team is probably because of the performance of your bottom two guys, uh, Richard LeCount, and Demetri Felton. I mean, those both of those guys are on this team, and they earned it. I mean, they played well at camp. They played well in the preseason, and they made it so uh, Andrew Berry simply couldn't get rid of them. Tight ends. Right now, the Browns with just three after cutting the other guys uh, in the past 24 hours. We'll see how that transforms from a waiver wire standpoint and also from that 16-person practice squad uh, that the Browns will be putting together here in the coming hours. Uh, but right now, three tight ends, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and Harrison Bryant. Yeah, that was your three-man battery last year that did the majority of the work, and that'll be it again. I think the the Carlson injury obviously freed up a roster spot uh, that you could use elsewhere. It's just going to be interesting to see what you do with that. You, had, you do have some flexibility at the practice squad. You can bring guys up on game day a couple times uh, during the season. Uh, and you could also add someone via waivers, but that's a tough position to find bodies at. I mean, this is a, a position that a lot of teams are looking for because backup tight ends do so much on special teams. And also tight end is a position where it's, it's physical. These guys get hurt a lot. Uh, you, you need, you need some options uh, at that position. So 
I don't know if three is going to be the number you see for, for Kansas City, but that's what it is right now. And it, it's a good group of three. I think the Browns are in good shape at this spot. Yeah, Steven Carlson maybe his most valuable snaps the last couple seasons on special teams. So yeah. going back to what you said, the wide receiver room, uh, you're going to have five wideouts. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Donovan Peoples-Jones, Anthony Schwartz, and Richard Hollywood Higgins. No Kaderil Hodge. And that was one that we were watching as things were getting down to the wire here from a cutdown standpoint. And unfortunately, Kaderil not making it. But uh, as you and I were talking about before we started recording there, there's a path for Kaderil to come back to this football team. Yeah, it's just a matter of what happens over the next 24 hours. I think there's uh, going to be a lot of players who got cut today that get claimed by other teams tomorrow. Kaderil could be one of those guys. I mean, he's certainly talented, valuable on special teams and showed, I think he looked like, an improved pass catcher as well during the preseason with two touchdown catches and consistently a guy that seemed to make big plays. I think all of his catches last year went for first downs, uh, just, just seemingly always finds a way to get open uh, when he's given the opportunity. So it, 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 again, it's a testament to the depth of this room. I, I think you, it starts with Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones was the story of training camp with how he's emerged. I, I think Rashard Higgins is a guy that you know when if, if you are without Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham Jr., Higgins is a guy that can step in and perform. And I think that's the, the, the biggest value he has in that room is that he's seasoned, he's done it before, uh, and he can step in and, and, and help out if, if one of those two guys gets injured. And then Anthony Schwartz is the X factor, I think, with his speed. Uh, he's gotten healthy now. Uh, and we saw him in that preseason finale that he can, he can maybe exactly. help this team out uh, in, in ways that he has a set of skills uh, that, that are not replicated in that group. It was, I thought it was really key. It's one of the big takeaways from that final preseason game. The fact that Schwartz was able to get on the field and give some productive snaps, had a couple catches and got his feet wet in the national football league. Yeah. You know, it's good to see. I mean, he's battled this hamstring injury. I think it's just one of those things when you're a super fast guy and you want to perform at a high level, it's just, you want to make sure that that hamstring is fully healed because we've seen it with Grant Delpit now as well. If that thing's not hundred percent healed, it, it just takes one cut and, it, and you're back to square one. So we'll hopefully he's back and good to go. And he can kind of give the offense a, a little bit different element than what it had at the end of last season. 10 offensive linemen, Jedrick Wills, Joel Batonian, J.C. Treader, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin, obviously. James Hudson, the third, Michael Dunn, Nick Harris, Blake Hance, and Chris Hubbard. So 10 offensive linemen. The big question becomes, how's the health of Michael Dunn? And that's a pretty big number for a position group to keep going into a regular season. Yeah, you know, it's it's one where I think there's a couple reasons to it. One, I think you mentioned the Michael Dunn injury is something where we haven't seen him in a couple weeks, and you wonder, is that one of your potential moves in the, in the coming uh, 24 hours to free up a spot by by putting him on IR designated to return? So that's that's a potential move up their sleeve. Blake Hans, I think, uh, showed this team that he can be really versatile playing guard and center. So now you have maybe three guys on this roster you feel comfortable with snapping the ball. And then I think you throw in the other one. James Hudson, I think, is the the, the reason why this group could stay heavy uh, throughout the year because I think he's he's someone that clearly has acknowledged he is a developing tackle. Uh, his best days are ahead of him uh, as a player. But you usually don't see two swing tackles kept the way the Browns have with him and Hubbard. But I think that's an indication where if you're in a pinch, you need a, a swing tackle to come in as your sixth man. Chris Hubbard is probably your guy. Uh, and, and so you don't want to put James Hudson in a position where uh, – 
early week one, one of your tackles goes down, you don't want to have to throw in the rookie in there in, in, in such a key moment. So I, I think that that's another reason why, why the room looks like it does at this moment. Well, and I thought the Browns through the three preseason games did a great job of rotating him. Number one, he played, I think, every offensive snap for, for three yeah, games. Yeah. But the fact that he played left tackle for a, a half and then a right tackle spot for the half. And he and Hubbard would actually flip-flop uh, on Sunday night. But I thought it was good. The more reps you can give him at both of those positions, the better off he's going to be. Yeah. No, I, I just think he's someone who behind the scenes is going to develop and continue to develop. And uh, I think he wants you want to get him more comfortable at that right tackle spot. I think that he, he's talked about it, it's one of those where he's starting uh, so fresh and, and, and so uh, so new to that spot that he actually has better habits at right tackle than he does at left tackle. So you just want to get him comfortable at both. And then maybe down the line, do you, do you, do you start working him at guard some? Get it, make him as versatile as possible because that's the fastest way to get on the field. All right, on to the 2021 Browns defense. This is the initial 53-man roster. Obviously, a, a lot of things still to come uh, as we get into waiver claims, IR, and uh, frankly, just picking that free agent wire and, and seeing what's out there here as, uh, as a lot of players, unfortunately, hitting, hitting the market today uh, throughout the National Football League. On the defensive side of the football, though, 25 players on defense, 12 new faces, though, for that defense. Could have as many as seven new starters. It starts on that defensive line. Uh, your eight defensive linemen, Miles Garrett, Malik Jackson, Andrew Billings, Jadavian Clowney, Tack McKinley, Jordan Elliott, Malik McDowell, and Tommy Togiai. A lot of youth, some good veteran presence there as well, though. A little bit of star power on that defensive line, but the biggest thing that stands out right now, you have three true defensive ends, Andrew Grubb. Yeah, I mean, that's the one where you wonder what what's the the moves that are left to be made because I don't know if you can take three defensive ends into a game. I mean, you got to have – you're usually carrying four or five and you make four active on game day because I think especially the way they like to rotate these defensive ends, you want to keep Miles and Clowney fresh for the fourth quarter. You can't have them on the – on the field every single play in the first three quarters if you want them performing at their best uh, when it matters most. But clearly to me, the story of the group, uh, maybe one of the bigger stories in the NFL right now is Malik McDowell. I mean, this is someone who I thought, I think most of us just assumed he was coming in and, and maybe you get him onto the practice squad and let him to continue to, to shake the rust off uh, behind the scenes there. But the last two preseason games in particular, uh, he showed why you, you can't let him even be exposed to the waiver wire. This is someone who is completely disruptive, uh, just kind of changing the game out there as in, in, in the fourth quarter against the Giants and then even in the first half against the Falcons. I mean, this is, this is a guy that, that looks like a former uh, second-round pick that you go back to that draft, many people thought he was going to be a first-round pick. This was a first-round talent that was selected in the second round. He's, he's gone through his issues. He's, he's overcome them, and now he's coming back. Uh, and this is definitely your – he may not be your starter, may not play a ton right away, but he's certainly a first-off-the-bus guy, a menacing physical presence on that defensive line that they simply had to keep around because he, he proved to be one of your best 53. Yeah, and he continued to just make more and more plays as the preseason uh, wore on and, and really showed up and showed out in that Sunday night game against the Atlanta Falcons. The linebackers, uh, seven, Mac Wilson. Anthony Walker, Sione Takitaki, Malcolm Smith, Jacob Phillips, Tony Fields the second, and Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. Uh, 
Obviously, some decisions to be made with Jacob Phillips. I think that's the one that stands out. But the other one, uh, Tony Fields, the second, making this 53-man roster after really not being available for most of the offseason. Yeah, it's a tricky situation, but it's one of those where I don't know if you're ready to give up on a, on a guy you drafted and scouted just because he wasn't able to participate in training camp because of the unfortunate uh, foot injury, his second one since joining the team. So it's tough, and we'll see what his role could be. Obviously, clearly you don't expect him to be out there a ton early in the season, but maybe he's someone that can develop behind the scenes and get on your special teams. Because right now we mentioned no Elijah Lee. That was his key special teams contributor for this team last year. You need – you either need to maybe hopefully bring him back or you get someone else that can fill that role. Uh, JOK is another guy to watch out for on special teams as well. This is, I think, Prefer mentioned him last week. He's going to be someone that's out there helping you out on special teams and uh, potentially making a run to start on this team as well. So there, it's, it's a lot moving around. I think we can all assume, uh, not for sure, but you assume that Jacob Phillips is one of your moves tomorrow to, to get him designated to return. But the, the, the good news is, is that that means there's some legitimate hope that he can come back this year. Uh, and I think that's good news for him. Absolutely. That's good news. Uh, and the veteran Malcolm Smith in that room to kind of lead things back uh, after a really solid year for this football team. Yeah. I, I mentioned that in the story too. You've added Super Bowl and playoff experience to each level of this defense. So you have Malik Jackson on the defensive line. You've got Anthony Walker in the middle who's played in some playoff games and Malcolm Smith, obviously a Super Bowl MVP. And then in the back end of the defense with John Johnson, the third played in a ton of big games with the Rams. I mean, leadership was clearly coveted with this defense as well as upgrading the talent. And now you have them at every level of defense. Defensive back room. Uh, we'll start with the corners. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, Troy Hill, Greg Newsom, AJ Green. Because MJ Stewart is classified as a safety uh, that is what we are being told here as the, uh, as the cuts are announced on the 53-man roster. The initial 53-man roster is out. Your safeties are Ronnie Harrison Jr., John Johnson III, MJ Stewart, Grant Delpit, and Richard LeCount III. Again, Sheldrick Redwine uh, cut from the football team, but again, there's a pathway for him to come back. But five corners, five safeties, I feel like that's a room that could be in flux as well here over the next couple of days. Yeah. You know, it's interesting with MJ Stewart because uh, this is real inside baseball, but you know, some teams, including the Browns of the past used to just label everyone DBs and, and th that, that major roster a couple of years ago, we switched it up, made it a little more specialized. Some people are CBs, some people are safeties. MJ Stewart, I think to me is a true DB for this team. Cause I think in a pinch, he's probably your backup slot. Uh, slot guy uh, out there because he's got the skill set. He's played it before, but I think he also helps you out as your fifth safety as well. Uh, so you've got some versatility with that group. We all know about Grant Delpit's versatility, but you don't know if he's ready to go uh, for week one just yet because he has just hasn't practiced a, a ton with this team over the past two years. Uh, but then you've got obviously you're clearly looking good at corner as well. And I think for for someone like AJ Green to make this team, I think that's uh, that's a testament to how much he's improved because he is a true outside corner. We haven't seen him much in the slot. So uh, I think that you probably obviously work on his versatility, but he is your true outside corner that I think can continue to develop. But uh, someone who I think a lot of people expected a lot of last year because he was a high profile undrafted free agent. But this is, again, showing some patience, keeping him on the practice squad, developing him, getting him ready. And all of a sudden that that pays off now uh, in year two. 
when you look at this defense as a whole, your first thought is what? Uh, it's it's that it's incomplete. I would say like that's the, I mean, clearly the talent is so much better. I'll start with that. But I think this is the area where you've still got some moves to make to get to week one because you wonder just the defensive end question is, is the big one. And then I'm curious, I, I just, because of how you rested guys in the preseason, I don't know what the defensive tackle rotation even is going to be. I think we obviously assume Malik Jackson's going to play a bunch. Andrew Billings, you wonder, is he is he going to be out there for two downs? And then how you rotate it that way? I really don't have a sense, especially because Sheldon Day just played a ton in the preseason, and now he's no no longer on the team. So I, I'll be curious to see how much are they really working in Jordan Elliott? Is Tommy Togi as someone that's going to be active on game days? I mean, there's there's a lot of questions there that we're going to figure out. And I think the because of injuries and because of, of, of different things, I don't even know who the starting linebackers are outside of Anthony Walker on this team right now because you've, you've seen Mac Wilson in there. You've seen Sione Takitaki in there when he's healthy. We saw JOK in there for the Giants game starting. So I, I think there's some unsettled areas of that defense, but clearly the talent has been upgraded. Yeah, uh, there's no question the talent is there, but I do agree. Uh, things to watch over the next two to three days here before everybody departs for uh, an extended Labor Day weekend, which I don't remember. That's I don't know. I don't know how to function. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. <laughs> Correct. Your yeah. three specialists, Jamie Gillen, your punter, uh, Chase McLaughlin is your kicker, and Charlie Hewitt, your long snapper, uh, maybe a room to watch as well here over the next seven to ten days before uh, week one of the regular season kicks off. Yeah, the, the, with with having Kevin Stefanski and Mike Prevo saying the competition's not over, I, I would be safe to say the competition is still not over. Uh, it, it's something to keep an eye on. I mean, there's a lot of kickers that are hitting the wire today. Uh, you don't necessarily have to claim one. You can bring one into your practice squad, hold a little bit of a competition over the next week, and then potentially make a decision down the road. There are kickers that are available or becoming available who have kicked in big games. I think the, the biggest name I've seen so far today was Michael Badgley over with the Chargers. That's someone that's that's kicked in this league for a few years now. Uh, there are some options out there, and it's all about how this group has uh, ranked them. And you know, you always have your list of, of guys, if they become available, how you view them, uh, and, and we'll see. So I think they're going to keep their eyes open for these guys, and you do have the ability via the practice squad to have at least a mini competition and not just – sign someone and get rid of your current kicker. You can, you can do a little bit more than that because of the timing that the NFL has afforded with getting rid of this final preseason game. Yeah. It's nice not having to get ready for a game on a Thursday that frankly was, was tough. Yeah. <laughs> it was tough to take in. Uh, and you know, it's, it's going to be fascinating this week because teams really have their work cut out for them. But now that now there's tape of players, you know, last year there was no preseason. So now you've got tape where you, you've got a chance to take a look at all these guys that are going to be hitting the free agency market and the waiver wire and who picks who. So to recap, waiver tomorrow, waiver claims can start coming tomorrow, what, at noon? Am I correct? Yeah, it's usually like noon slash early afternoon. Uh, you, you put them in today and then you see what happens tomorrow. And then then you have the flexibility of may, you start putting your practice squad together and then you can make some moves with IR as well. So there's yeah. there's a there's a bunch of three different things to kind of keep your eye on with, with, in terms of roster moves. I would say this is a day in my time with the Browns. The Browns have never been quiet on. Even last year when I didn't expect many waiver claims, they still made waiver claims. 
both of them. I, I believe there's more than two, but the one that comes to mind is Vincent Taylor was a waiver claim last year, and he was a key rotational defensive tackle all season. So you get some good players uh, on this uh, in the team. Kaderil Hodge way back when was a waiver claim after roster cuts. Tavier Thomas, who played some good football for the team for the past few years, he was a waiver claim. So there's there's some good players to be had that even when you're a team as, as good as we expect the Browns to be, there's guys that become available who maybe fit your system better than they fit someone else's and they can make an impact right away. Yeah, and guys that are going to go on IR that aren't out for the entire season that you hope to have back, you can't put them on IR till four o'clock on Wednesday. So yes. something to watch here as things play out. We do believe that'll happen here with a couple players. Final thoughts from you on this roster and on this team and what you've seen here in preseason and in training camp. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's one of those where this is kind of the next step closer to the regular season. I think that the Browns really built this roster in a way that made this this decision day both excruciating in terms of the tough decisions that they had to make, but also not as much of a headline-making story because you're not releasing you know, guys that people thought were going to be starters. I think this is all bottom of the roster guys, depth positions. And I think fans were certainly attached to some of these guys. And I understand the, the frustration that goes with that, but this is, this is the reflection of a, of a roster that's much improved. Uh, and I think, you know, you don't have to worry about, you, you don't have any stunning moments like the Patriots had today with releasing a guy that was competing for the starting quarterback job. I mean, you don't, you don't have that. And that's a good thing. I think that that's, that's where this franchise is at with, with the stability and the injection of talent. And I think uh, it's made, and I think a lot of people have said this, it's made for kind of a boring preseason and a boring set of roster cuts because that means the regular season is going to be a lot more enjoyable. On to Casey and the 2020, 2021, I should say, regular season, 2021, had to do the math. There's a lot of numbers going on right now as we play the number game with the roster. Thanks to Jeff McDaniel for all of his hard work. We'll keep you apprised of the latest at clevelandbrowns.com, the Browns mobile app, also Brown social media platforms and daily on Cleveland Browns daily on from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. with Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. For Andrew Gribble, I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available.